On this edition of the Bellator Christie Podcast, we discuss the Netflix movie Bird Box and the spiritual applications we can find in modern times. Do be warned that this podcast may contain spoilers, so if you haven't watched the movie and plan to do so, be advised that you may want to listen to the podcast after you've watched the movie. You are listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. Taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics while taking Christian truth into the arena of ideas. This is the Bellator Christie Podcast, and this is your host for the time we have together, yours truly, Brian Chilton. And the eerie music you hear comes from the latest film uh, found on Netflix. It's a movie called Bird Box, and I it, this is uh, blowing up. <laughs> online and social media people talking about watching this movie and and having uh, nightmares in fact uh, there was one lady um, a celebrity who spoke of uh, watching this movie and having nightmares uh, it is a very intense movie and uh, I will as we said the uh, outset of the podcast today I'm going to be giving some spoilers uh, concerning the uh, movie as that I watched uh, last night, I will say uh, to you that it is not for everyone. In fact, there, uh, unfortunately, Netflix. Uh, I don't know why they do this because they have some really good uh, movies and things of this nature on uh, their their uh, website uh, or on the uh, app, I guess you'd say. And, but unfortunately, uh, some of the Netflix-made movies contain a lot of strong language, strong scenes. So this uh, this movie particularly is not for uh, young children, and um, you know maybe not, not for young teens either. Uh, this may not even be for some adults. But but it is a very intense movie, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about this because there's something that happened in the movie that I found very fascinating. Uh, again, I want to warn you that I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what happened in the movie, so if you haven't seen the movie and you plan on watching it, you may want to just wait uh, to listen to this podcast a little bit later. 
uh, because I want to talk a little bit about what happens for those uh, who who may have already seen it or those who uh, maybe you plan on seeing it, but maybe you know you don't care about whether you hear spoilers or not. You know, I'm one of those guys I really don't care. Uh, you know, if you tell me the spoilers, that's fine. I'm going to I'm going to probably still watch it if it's if it piques my curiosity. But um, the movie Bird Box is a story of a woman named Mallory, and this is played by Sandra uh, Sandra Bullock, who finds herself. <laughs> In a uh, post-apocalyptic world where a demonic force, this demonic entity, uh, forces uh, people to kill themselves, committing suicide, after they gaze upon the demonic entity. Uh, Mallory uh, drives, uh, the, the movie starts uh, with Mallory driving down the highway. Uh, she, she talks about apparently it's been on the news uh, that, there's, that there's this this movement, this force going across in different pl- places of the world, uh, forcing people to open, people massive, you know, in, in, in mass committing suicides. Suicide. So Mallory, uh, who is pregnant, is uh, is uh, driving down the road with her sister. Her sister's driving, and uh, as they drive down the road, that they're in the midst of this chaos where people are throwing themselves, uh, wrecking intentionally. Uh, people are, uh, you know, hurting one another, and uh, just just everything is just chaotic. And uh, as they're driving down the road, her sister catches a glimpse of this demonic entity. And uh, when she does, she crashes the vehicle. The vehicle flips, and uh, Mallory is able to escape. And her sister does as well. Her sister then steps in front of a bus, killing herself. Okay, so Mallory uh, is taken in uh, is is taken in by a woman uh, as a couple in this home. Um, the wife wants to take uh, Mallory in. The husband, his name is, whose name is Douglas, he does. This is Douglas is played by uh, John Malkovich. He doesn't want to take uh, the woman in. He doesn't want to take anyone in. He's kind of a jerk, to be honest. The character is, and. Um, but anyhow, the the woman who tries to help Mallory, she eventually sees the demonic force and kills herself by going into a car that is inflamed. Uh, well, another man by the name of Tom, played by Trevante Rhodes, uh, helps Mallory into the home where Douglas, the husband of the woman who killed herself in the blazing fire, um, just basically is angered by her presence. He's, he's angered that all these people have come into his house. So eventually Mallory learns, after a series of events, I won't get into all those events, uh, Mallory learns that there are individuals whom the demon uses to convince people to gaze upon his presence so that they can, they'll kill themselves. And this, this process is seen to be a kind of a cleansing process, a cleansing of the earth from humanity, so to speak. And so... Um, during this process, Mallory learns that birds are able to sense the presence of the demonic force, and they start fluttering and, and carrying on um, more when the demon's around. And so she uses this as a tool to help her identify when the demon is there. Okay, so fast forward five years, uh, Mallory tries to help her child, and one she adopted. She adopts this child uh, from a woman who she's with in the house, and and, uh, the woman sees the demonic presence due to uh, a guy who is, is acting on behalf of the demon. 
trying to get people to look upon the demon. So anyhow, this woman sees the demon and throws herself uh, from the second story of the house, killing herself. So Mallory has her own child and the child she's adopted. And so, um, and then she, she with the two children and with the birds that she keeps in a bird box, hence the name of the movie Bird Box, um, she travels down this uh, river on a boat uh, with birds in a, in a box and uh, to, to a place she eventually, she's having to do all this blindfolded. So she, she crashes their boat. Her, she and the two kids and the birds in the box uh, travel through the woods blindfolded trying to find this, uh, this the safe house they've heard about through the radio that there's a safe house and so they eventually find the safe house after an encounter with the demonic presence and they she knocks on the door begging and pleading they let them in they check their eyes because when a person has gazed upon the demonic force their eyes change they see that they're okay and so um, basically they they find themselves in the, the safe house and the safe house is actually a, a school for the blind. And outdoors, in, in the back of the house, there's this canopy area uh, that has vines all over it, uh, this terraced area, and uh, vines growing around so they can feel the sunlight from outside, but but they, they're not in danger of seeing this demonic presence. So they're safe. And so eventually she names the two children, uh, she names the two children who she'd been called boy. She'd just been called the the two children, boy and girl. She names them, uh, and um, and then from that point on, she releases the birds, and the movie ends. In many ways, even though this is a wild movie, it is a very wild movie. Again, it's not for the faint of heart, and by any stretch of the imagination. But one thing stood out to me. I, I wanted to watch this because. Everybody was talking about it, and I figured that you know this is going to be a lot of conversations. There'd be a lot of conversations on this movie and about uh, the representations of the movie. In fact, I've even heard some people talk about how this movie may be confronting racism or something of the sort. Um, but in many ways, the movie reminds me of the situation in which we find ourselves. Numerous people, and in fact, I don't know if this is true in your area. I hope it's not. But it seems like many people in our area are indeed committing suicide. And it is scary how many young people are committing suicide. Uh, countless others are engaged in ideologies and behaviors that do not glorify God. I was speaking to someone just recently who was saying, he said, he said this world just seems like it's getting to be a, a darker place. And, you know, I tend to agree. I tend to agree with that. Now, I'm not going to give any type of, uh, uh, some type of prophetic utterance where I think that there's something in the book of Revelation taking place. But I do think that there is, for some reason, an increase in spiritual warfare in recent days. And so, while the demons that, the demon in the bird box isn't a you know, real entity, it's a fictional movie. But even still, the demons we face each and every day, the spiritual warfare that is engulfing our nation, engulfing us as a people, is very real. In fact, I would dare say that our nation is more divided now than, than ever before. And, and I realize that you know, I've, I've talked with Christians, I've spoken with individuals who said, you know, we have to stand for what's right. And absolutely, I agree with that. But do we have to be so hostile 
in the way we do it? That's a big question I have to ask. So we find ourselves in this fight, in this battle, an age-old battle between light and darkness. Darkness being the, the presence of the devil, but darkness being the presence of the enemy. And believe you me, if you don't think that the, the, the Satan, and I, mean, I know us, we, people have made it into a comedic type of thing. I think of the, the lady on Saturday Night Live, um, uh, Dana Carvey plays the, the, the church lady where, you know, she talks about, uh, you know, Satan and, you know, mimics, uh, you know, <laughs> many individuals who talk about Satan being the cause of everything. But in reality, there is a demonic presence in the world. We see this clearly in Scripture. We find ourselves between a battle of this darkness, darkness representing the hatred, the uh, the fight against God, against His holiness, against His love, and against the people of the light. Light being the love and grace and mercy and kindness. It's basically the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. This is what it means to be a person of the light, a person standing for the truth of God and standing for the love that is found in Christ Jesus. The reality is we have a fight on our hands even today. And I believe for, for whatever reason, we are facing a situation not exactly like the one found in Bird Box, but we do find ourselves facing something very comparable in the fact that we are facing the reality of a demonic presence. And I think we find ourselves fighting against the powers of darkness in four different ways. One, there's the fight against sinful behaviors. We see that uh, the demons, um, which are sometimes called evil spirits, uh, we, we see in Acts 5.16 that, that they brought multitudes together from the town surrounding Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were healed. Uh, we find ourselves many times, um, well, for, for instance, in Babylon the Great has fallen, Revelation 18.2, she's become a home for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and despicable beast, it says. The powers of darkness will seek to glorify things that do not glorify God. And I think that the reason we see, one of the reasons we see the increase in suicides today is that people have lost the value. They don't realize the people they are. And we have such depression. Sometimes I think it may be medical. I, I, I believe that there are medical problems that sometimes go along with this. But I think a lot of times there, there are demonic influences that, that influence people. I was speaking with a lady at our church recently who said she's seen an increase in recent times of bipolar, schizophrenia, and things of this nature. And she says she has to wonder if there's not something going on. It makes me wonder with the increase in suicide. That's one thing that really hit hard with me as I watched this movie. It's because we do see an increase in suicide, especially among our young people. So this fight is against sinful behaviors. 
it's not to be dictatorial or something like that, and it's not to try to say that we have all the answers, but it's simply to say that, that the answers are found in Christ. The answer is found in His grace and His mercy and in His love. These things are things worth promoting. Secondly, we see a fight for truth. We see that these demonic presences are are deceiving spirits. First Timothy four one says, "Now the Spirit explicitly says that in the latter times, later times, some will depart from the faith, paying attention to, to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons." We even see in Deuteronomy 32.17 that when uh, in times past when people sacrificed to these false idols, they were sacrificing to demons, uh, not God. To gods they had not known, new gods that had just arrived, which your fathers did not fear. We see this also in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 20-21. Paul says, But I do not say that what they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons, not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share in the Lord's table and the table of demons. So a lot of the, even when we talk about truth, we are standing up for the truth of God. And believe you me, beloved, there are many people in the church today who are cultural Christians. They are Christians only in name only, or they're Christians in name only. They're Christians because they've always gone to church, uh, that's become part of their culture. They're Christians because their mothers and fathers were, their grandmothers and grandfathers were, but they don't have a personal walk with Christ. And many times, I believe that there are satanic movements going on even in the church today where right is being called wrong, wrong is being called right, and where we are losing the focus. And folks, this cultural battle is not only going on outside the church. The problem is, I see it, it's going on inside the church today. One of the problems I see facing us today is the loss of focus we're placing on prophecy. Now, I know some prophecies in the Old Testament are controversial. But I'm taking a class with Dr. Randall Price at Liberty this upcoming fall on Messianic prophecy. And I want to tell you, this was God-ordained. Because looking through the writings of Michael Rydelnik and many others, Arnold Fruchtenbaum has been a tremendous... I read a book on Yeshua, um, the... Uh, life of Messiah from a Jewish perspective. He's a Messianic Jew, Jewish Christians, what that means. And in and, and the impact he shows, the, the, the forcefulness which he proclaims the prophetic nature of the Old Testament found in Christ is phenomenal. And I think we're dropping the ball by passing off and, and, and by not focusing on some of these prophecies. Yes, there is a historical meaning to it, to the, to the prophecies. But I can't help but think that reading just the text... And allowing the, the writer to speak the truths of God as God is giving him these writings, I can't help but see the prophecies found in Christ. Some people will say, well, you're letting your Christian bias dictate that. I don't think so at all. This is what Jesus taught us. These, these are the focuses that, that, that Jesus placed on the text. And if the Son of God came and he did these things, and he, that's what he's teaching, who were we to argue against that? 
Anyhow, that's for another podcast for another day. We also fight for love. Those of us who have Christ know what it truly means to love because we have experienced the love of God. If you don't have God in your life, if you don't have Christ in your life, you don't know what true love is. We have a lot of people talking about love these days, but very few people know what love, true, genuine love, actually is. So we're fighting not only against sinful behaviors, we're fighting for truth, we're fighting also for love. That's part of showing the light of Christ in your life to be a person of love and grace. And folks, Jesus tells us if we are not willing to forgive, then God will not be willing to forgive us. We must be people, children of the light. We must forgive. We must love. We must have compassion. Jesus says, By this shall all people know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Folks, I want to tell you today that... that, uh, that Inauthentic Christianity, which I would even say would be legalistic Christianity. Legalistic Christianity has made more unbelievers, has made more atheists than Charles Darwin or Karl Marx ever could. We must stand for love. We must stand for the love of God. We must learn how to love one another and stop being so annoyingly focused on, on traditions and things of this nature, we've got to focus on, if there's going to be a tradition in our lives, let that tradition be Christ and Christ alone, and let it not be any other man-made thing. Let it be focused on Christ, and let that love be focused on Him, and let that love be focused on one another, because, listen, let me tell you something. As Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, it doesn't matter if you sound off, if you give to the poor, it doesn't matter if you, uh, if you prophesy, if you have all these different gifts. If you don't have love, you have nothing. And lastly, we fight for Christ. We stand for the truth of Christ. We stand for who Christ is, for what He came to do, and what He continues to desire to do through His church. We must take a stand for Christ. And if we don't stand for Christ, who will? Who will? Who will? So we must be children of the light. I was looking for a passage of scripture here that I'm not finding, and you probably can hear the cars in the background. <laughs> but I will say this. We need to emphasize love and grace in this culture that is growing increasingly dark. Seek to befriend someone, maybe in 2019, maybe a good resolution to have is to seek to become friends with someone who, who might believe a little differently than you do, who might look a little differently than you do, and seek to, to establish that friendship so maybe you can share the love of Christ with that person. And who knows, maybe by, by sharing the love of Christ, maybe you can, can share the gospel with that person. Let me close by saying this. The demon of the movie Bird Box is fictional. But the demonic forces in the modern world are very true, are very real. The solution we have today 
is found in another movie. We watched another movie. Quite honestly, I like this other movie better than I did Bird Box. Called God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. And in this movie, we see a, a very important point. That yes, we stand for truth, but we must always in all things demonstrate the love of Christ. Again, I say, legalistic Christianity has made more unbelievers than Charles Darwin or Karl Marx ever could. May we stand for the light of Christ. May we be the salt of the earth. And may we remember that no matter what we face, that we can, as Paul says in Romans 8.38, be persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, or any other thing can separate us from the love of Christ, from the love of God found in Christ Jesus our Lord. So in 2019, let's be people of the light. Let's tell people, let's, let's share the love of Christ in ways that we haven't done before. Let's be the light of Christ. Let's light, let the light of Christ shine through our lives so that other people will see Jesus in us. Dear friends, this is Brian Chilton, and you've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast. We'll see you back next time that we step into the arena of ideas, starting a new year with our next podcast in 2019. Look forward to seeing you then. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of bellatorchristie.com or its affiliates. The Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights reserved. The theme song is Crucified, written by John and Kayla Lemonese, performed by Crosby Lane, and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit bellatorchristie.com and subscribe so that you can receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox for free. Catch us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you the next time as we enter into the arena of ideas. Hello, Bellator Christie listener. We thank you for listening and for your support. I do have one request to make. Eight years ago, I set up a YouTube account under a gaming name. I had no idea that eight years later that the same account would be used for ministry purposes. In order to change the URL to match Bellator Christie, I need to have over 100 subscribers. Would you please consider going to youtube.com forward slash bcpowerman and click subscribe. It's free. You won't be hounded. No goofy emails. No crazy phone calls at 1 o'clock at night. All I need is for you to simply subscribe so that I can change the URL. I thank you in advance and thank you for supporting Bellator Christie.